0: Hello, friends. Welcome again to another episode of the public Podcast. I'm Jared Cornut, joined by my co-host, Matt Hensley, and Alan Murray. Alan,
1: how are you over there in the fair State of North Carolina? Doing well. Wide open. Been doing a lot of work the past couple weeks on the North Carolina Pastors Conference and pastoring my local church and enduring the wonderful heat of summer.
0: It has been a hot summer, I think, across the United States, but in particular, uh, in Texas, it's been very hot, and I know on the east coast of North Carolina, when you mix in that humidity, um, it is. Uh, uh, I imagine Alan walking out of your house uh, around three o'clock is like when you open your oven when you preset it to four hundred degrees, and that heat just hitches. That a fair uh, is that a fair illustration?
1: No, there's not enough humidity in that. The, the best description I've ever heard of living in southeastern North Carolina is like what it would be like to take a shower, not dry off, and put your clothes on.
0: Oh, that's just oh disturbing in many ways. Uh,
2: Matt, how are you? I'm doing good. I spent way too much time with you today. I'm going to be honest. Five hours. Way too much time. Five uh, hours. And, uh, yo, I think we'll talk about that in a little bit because that was another little taste of the Texas summer, which I could have done without. I'm a an <laughs> indoorsman, especially when it's hot. And uh, but yeah, we we're doing well, doing really really well. How
0: are you, man? I'm doing good. We went to a little vacation last week. Enjoyed uh, the Baptist Vegas, otherwise known as Branson, Missouri, uh, and saw a couple of shows. Did some amusement park stuff. Played a little golf. Uh, it was uh, exactly like Gatlinburg, Tennessee, except for in Missouri. Uh, that's exactly. It was a. Somebody's gonna get mad at me for saying this. It was a little classier than Gatlinburg, if I had to be honest. Uh, Them fighting words for some. Ah, uh, it is, but it's it's a little classier. Uh, right. There's a different uh, type of person uh, that goes to Branson than Gatlinburg. It's what I'll say, and I'll leave it at that. I enjoy both Gatlinburg and Branson. Uh, yep. I'll probably never go back to Branson again in my life. I've gone. I've done it. I've seen it. Did the sight and sound theater. It was incredible. Saw the Jesus production. It was very good. Uh, World class golf. Um, ate a Paula Deans. I mean. Who could uh who could say no to that? But uh good to be back in Texas. Uh good to be back. Um I've not been in the office like in two weeks. So uh I spoke at a camp the week before down in Trinity, Texas. Uh and so looking forward to get making the rhythm of uh, just everyday pastoring and those types of things. So let's say let's jump into some of these topics. Uh the first thing that we want to make note of, uh, been a bit of a buzz in Southern Methodist World has been the um, departure of Dr. David Allen from Southwestern Seminary. He served on the Board of Trustees. He's the chairman of the board. He served as the dean of the School of Theology, dean of the School of Preaching, and he is no longer with the seminary. Uh, I know there's a lot of different opinions about that, a lot of different ideas, and so we won't belabor the point because uh, I don't think we can change anybody's minds with our thoughts and opinions on this podcast, whatever those may be. Uh, But he announced today that he'll be going to Mid American seminary in Memphis, Tennessee. Mid American is not a Southern Baptist seminary, but he will be a distinguished uh, visiting professor. Uh, and I believe the chair of, I think they have a Adrian Rogers School of Preaching uh, there, if I understand that correctly. Of course, Mid American is, is across the street from Bellevue Baptist, where uh, Adrian Rogers uh, pastored for many, many years. And so Dr. Allen will be there, and that's where you can find him teaching and leading in those types of. Of ways, And today, at, well, not at Southwestern, but in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, Dr. Hensley and I had the pleasure or the pain, however you want to say it, uh, of participating in the Southwestern Classic, which is a charity golf tournament which supports, I believe, scholarships for the school. It does. Uh, it does. Tell us, tell us a little bit about it, Matt. The, the, you probably know more about it than I do. I just want to go play golf. You actually probably know why we played golf today.
2: Yeah, you know, one it's it's to bring donors, pastors, students, faculty, you know, staff, everybody to all come together, have a good time to support Swibbets, uh celebrate what God is doing at Swibbets and uh and just enjoy golf, uh I think. I'm going to say that with a question mark. I think some people do enjoy golf. I, I know who did not enjoy golf today. Yeah. That's a photographer from Southwestern oh.
0: that you hit with a golf ball. Oh, so
2: so let's talk about that. Um We're we're having what amounted to a photo op because uh, we with the team that was ahead of us was kind of slow. And so we had some time. The photographer showed up and they're like, hey, we want to do a few photos of y'all, you know, talking and blah, 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 blah. And uh, and so like I had to go up there and like do like some practice swings and they tried to get a shot of the golf ball and the club and all these kinds of things. Well, eventually those guys played on and it was time for us to, to take our turns. And so I lined up to drive since I already had ball out there and everything. And I go and I grip it and I rip it right into chin's rib cage. And so there was a photographer, would you say about 20 feet, 30 feet away? He was
0: was relatively close. He was pretty close. Now, he was off to the side. He was standing in a place where a golf ball should have never gone from a drive. Unless Theoretically, Matt golfing.
2: theoretically, he was in a safe area. Yeah, no, Except not the fact not that not you were hitting golfing, and uh, because I have no idea where where they're going to go, and uh, but it, this one went right into his rib cage, and uh, but he got some incredible shots all the way through the whole thing. Like so, there's a progression of the ball getting closer and closer to him, and in my face, like sheer horror when when it happened, and I feel so terrible. And so, Chen, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. I owe you one. Like, what a burger on me! Like, just reach out. Like, I I want to make it up for you for leaving you with a golf ball tattoo on your rib cage. Uh, but and that has already been mean. Uh, that that
0: that picture, oh, the picture many it's, times.
2: Many, but many me, times. I
0: mean, that's how fast news travels in in today's America. But not only that, but, Matt Hensley also yes. I, I yeah. cannot even comprehend this. Yeah. He yes. shanks okay. that shot. Yes. Which most your shots look like that. Let's be fair. You don't play a lot of golf. That's no, I haven't played in like a decade. Then he walks up. He does not line up. He does not get himself in position. He doesn't I don't look even at the stop hole. Walking. I don't even stop walking. He walks up and hits a golf ball that is fifty-eight feet away from the hole on what is the longest putt hole and drains it.
2: <laughs> Fifty 8 feet. If there was ever like a would this be a metaphor or whatever of my golf game, it would be those two holes. And uh where where on one hand, I'm just going to drill the guy just like I drilled plenty of million dollar homes, and then I'll get up and I'll I'll get one and have no idea where it's going to go and it's perfectly placed in the fairway or in this case, a nearly 60 yard, 60 foot, sorry, 60 foot, uh, putt. And, uh, so I was pretty pleased by that. And I won a 500 something dollar golf club. You did. Can we say what we did with that golf club? Uh, is it in your possession currently? It's not in my possession any longer. It's in my possession. It is because I play
0: a little golf. I I enjoy playing. This is but the fourth, or fifth time I played this summer, and so we won't go into the details of the uh, arrangement. You Senator sold your pulpit to me. I didn't sell my pulpit. <laughs> I just, uh, I said I'll have you come preach. Yeah. One yeah. Sunday, and we'll, uh, of course, touch you a check for coming to preach. I mean, you're driving Brazilian all the way down house. here, and- Brazilian steakhouse. That? that you implied that you might could convince Israel of that. I don't know, uh, yeah. but there, uh, there was an agreement for Matt to
2: come preach for. Will this be a fourth time? At- third or fourth time at I think part. that's the fourth because I did I did a Christmas a Thanksgiving a pastor's conference fundraiser yeah. this so yeah so
0: a fourth time at fourth uh, time to charm so Alan after hearing us just talk about our golf game any thoughts on that at all or are you just ready to move on
1: do you golf Jay Allen you golf so I I have played I'll say one and a half times uh, once I played on the same course that southeastern does their golf fundraiser on uh, in Wake Forest, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then once I played a par three in Wilmington, and a summer storm came up and lightning hit the course, and so that cut the game short. Something about swinging golf clubs in the air with lightning striking the course just, just didn't seem like a good idea. But I have um,
2: a question, though. Do you take, like, two golf clubs and tape them together? Because you're, like, nine feet tall. Like, not, how you does know, that
1: work? You know, that that really is funny because both times I've played, I never felt like any of the clubs were long enough that I never could have good form. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the the first lady uh, has informed me that I don't need to play golf because I have enough expensive hobbies in fishing and hunting. And yeah. so golf is just not something that I've done. And so both times I've, I've borrowed clubs, uh, but I enjoyed it. I'd play again. Um, not Not exactly golf, but I'd love to play disc golf sometime. Um, I might die between now and then because uh, the first lady's in the room right now. (laughs) And uh, she, she doesn't like me calling her the first lady, especially in front of all seven of you that listen to our podcast.
2: I will also add that while I had the shot that went into the guy's rib cage and the great putt, there is no swing that compares to Sam Bunnell other than Charles Charles Barkley. Love Sam. He's,
0: Love Sam. We had a lot of He listens to the pod. Um I'm only, only play because Sam invited me to play. So thank you, Sam, for having us. I want I won a southwestern hat and uh, golf sleeve today was some uh titles pro V's. Uh but his golf swing, which he turned it on at the end. He he had some great shots at the end. Uh but him and Charles Barkley should play around together. That would be a one, their banter would be hilarious. But just to watch them play would be great too. Alan, anytime you want to play disc golf, let me know. I've got 25 discs in my bag right now. Uh, I play a little bit better at disc golf than I do regular golf. Well, hey, let's keep uh, moving on here. Maybe do something a little bit more. Well, I mean, that, that wasn't unserious. The, the the tournament is great. Uh, what is not serious is Matt and my golf game. No, but okay. uh, tonight, uh, the president of the Southern Baptist Convention, Dr. Bart Barber, announced that Marshall Blaylock, the pastor of First Baptist Church of Charleston, South Carolina, uh, will be the chair of the uh, ARITF, the Abuse Response Implementation Task Force, and it will be vice-chaired by Mike Kibone, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Lawton, Oklahoma. Dr. Barber said both of these pastors are well-respected by Southern Baptists, by survivors of sexual abuse, by the state convention leadership, and by their peers. I'm delighted with their willingness to serve and optimistic about the solutions that they will lead the implementation task force to propose. Uh, Blaylock served on the uh, sex abuse task force, who of course gave the uh, report at the annual meeting that was widely accepted. Mike Keybone is on the executive committee. He's been kind of a leader of sorts on there, and that's been neat to see him there. So we're starting to see the ball moving here. I think Bart is going to announce later the rest of that task force and who will be on there. Uh, but think of these nominations, two godly men, two respected men, Two men for a time, such as this, perhaps
2: thoughts. yeah, uh super pleased, obviously, I love Blaylock, I think that also helps to have some carryover from the task force and uh, and and whatnot, and so uh, i was I was praying he was going to accept and uh, and obviously Mike Keybone, uh, I love that dude, I uh, got to meet him and, and visit with him quite a bit in Anaheim, love him, love his heart for Southern Baptist, love his heart for his church and uh, and his family, and so forth. Uh, but I think, as as you said, is a great man for such a time as this. And, uh, and I believe the rest of this task force or implementation team is going to be phenomenal. And, uh, and so we want to continue to pray for that, pray for those that are weighing those decisions and so forth. And as those uh, announcements comes out, uh, that we will really mark that time with with prayer that, yeah, we want to, you know, I, I, it feels weird to say we want to celebrate who these these people are and so forth. But, you know, we do want to celebrate that they're agreeing to do this, that kind of deal. Uh, but I think we also need to to pray for them and uh, and, and commit uh, to to supporting those efforts uh, through prayer. And uh, so those are my thoughts there. Keybone, love them. Uh, Blaylock, love them. And, uh, and I think the rest of this team uh, that we're going to hear later this week is phenomenal as well, including those that are kind of on the outside uh, as uh, consultants with them, too, uh, that will help uh, is going to be phenomenal. And so I'm grateful for that. And a sidebar is part of this announcement was made uh, at the Indian Falls Creek uh, 75th anniversary. And uh, and that was the very first time uh, in IFC history uh, that the Southern Baptist Convention president was there and met with Native American leaders and pastors. And uh, Bart shared Resolution 4 with them and, and shared some of this stuff. So really neat opportunity for Bart and, uh, and for... Our Native American brothers and sisters, and pastors and leaders uh, there, and uh, and so I was I was excited to hear that. Alan, any thoughts uh, on this task force, and uh,
0: any hopes for uh, how these gentlemen will lead us?
1: I think you guys have have hammered it out. I, I think it's good to have some continuity from what's already been established to what's moving forward. Uh, this is going to be something that's going to have to continue to be dealt with, something we need to continue to pray about and and pay attention to. Um, I think we'd we'd be wise to uh, pay attention to how we're continuing moving forward, taking the recommendations, and uh, reacting, and being proactive as a convention.
0: Well, a lot happening in the SBC, a lot of thoughts, a lot of uh, wheels moving on different things. But, of course, we always take a little time here on the podcast to talk about life in the South. And Alan Murray is going to talk to us about walking pudding tonight.
1: Yeah, this is something that I saw before I saw it from Matt Hensley. Uh, so somebody else had the idea before he did. I guess you were at some kind of uh, church or associational or Baptist function where you you tried one. But um, you guys being there in Texas and in the Southwest, it, it took a while to get here. But there's this thing called a walking taco. Uh, which is typically a bag of Fritos or a bag of Doritos with some chili or some taco meat, cheese, sour cream. You can eat it with a fork uh, while walking, presumably. Uh, Don't try to do them going down the road. Uh, It's just not a good idea. But somebody had the bright idea of taking bags of mini Nilla wafers and, I guess, putting pudding and bananas and whipped cream inside of that bag. I've not experienced it but I am of the correct theological persuasion that banana pudding should be custard and warm. And so this just seems like uh, a deviation, you know, where heresy spreads and gets a little worse. Um, You know, kind of like how cults split into other cults. Uh, So I I, got to hear from Matt. What, what, what do you think? What's your bad food take on this? First
2: of all, this is a bad food take for me because I don't particularly like banana pudding. Now, That said, I'll eat it. And I've had some good ones. I'm just not a big banana guy. And I don't like kind of the, uh, you know, when the vanilla wafers or whatever, vanilla weight, whatever they're called, when those get kind of soggy, not a big fan. Uh, But I will say that, at least to your point about the custard deal, man, if you're camping or, you know, like when we were, we took the girls to Great Wolf Lodge and whatever, we took with us uh, some mini, Oreo cookies and gummy bears and some, uh, chocolate pudding. And we made the dirt, uh, you know, where you crumble up the Oreos and put it on top of the pudding and then the, the little gummy bears. So kind of the same idea though, is if you're camping or something like that and you're not going to have all of the big old spread and all beautiful, uh, you know, banana pudding or whatever you throw all of that stuff with your Jello vanilla pudding or whatever it's supposed to be. Uh, and you can get it and go. And, uh, and it's good. Like it was okay. I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to it. Uh, but our girls loved it. So, but, you know, then again, they're my daughters. So, you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. So I've seen people do this with like tacos. They'll get
0: like a bag of Doritos, not so cheese Doritos. They'll put some taco meat in there, some cheese in there, some sour cream in there. Maybe a little pico de gallo in there. Maybe some jalapenos in there. Mix it all together and eat it like that. That, to me, is a great idea. This, to me, is, is a horrible idea. And so uh, I'm going to pass. Uh, Matt, you can have my helpings. And uh, I'm going to avoid this uh, like the plank. Uh, and that's Fair just enough. my opinion
2: of the matter. Worse for me. Man. More for me, I guess. Well, unfortunately. Well, there it I is. Good kind of, to see you today. It was what? It was good to see you today.
0: Just it was great ago. to be with you. We shared a golf cart. Luckily, I was behind the wheel of that. Um, and I helped Matt find some golf balls. We didn't find a lot of mine. Mine, the ones that I lost, were gone for good. Uh, we had a blast. Uh, it's always fun when you drink nine bottles of water on the golf course. It it's so Ooh. hot, you don't have to go to the bathroom the entire time. Yeah. Uh, that's how hot it was today. Uh, TMI, maybe. It's just the facts, folks. Thanks for joining us here at the Potluck Podcast. We hope that you can play some golf. Pray for the Implementation Task Force and for Bart and all the decisions he's got to make. Please don't eat your banana pudding out of a a bag. (laughs) And join us next time. Same Baptist time, same Baptist hour. Stay Baptist, my friends.